0: This is the Conquer Local Podcast, presented by Bandasta, with your host, George Lee. It is the latest edition of the Conquer Local Podcast, coming to you from Boston, and my good friend Greg Ryan is joining me. He is the Senior Vice President of Sales for Thrive Hive. I'm going to wind the clock back about four and a half years. I'm in Canton, Ohio. I'm on a speaking tour across about nine states, working for uh, Gatehouse Media and Propel at the time, and I run into Greg Ryan. He's one of the top salespeople in the space. He's running a high performance sales organization out of uh, Massachusetts in the Boston area. They've got a number of different locations. Gatehouse, is one of the biggest newspaper publishers in the world and Thrive Hive is their digital arm. So Greg and I had a chance to sit down and dig into everything when it comes to delivering sales Over the phone because he is running a high performance sales organization that's dealing with customers all over the US and they're primarily doing it with telesales. They do have some salespeople that go face to face, but he's got this telesales team and we're going to dig into it. So we're going to talk about some of the challenges. We're gonna talk about some of the ways that you can win on a regular basis and I find out how they pull off their presidents club. For sales managers and VPs of sales that are looking to do a president's club, Greg will give you some insight into that coming up. All that and much, much more, the latest edition of the Conquer Local Podcast with Greg Ryan from Thrive Hive next. Greg, really good to uh, be here in Quincy, Massachusetts with you. And uh, let's start with what really has changed in the last four years, And if you could just boil it down into one sentence.
1: I would say over the past four years, what's really changed when meeting with customers is that it's no longer a one-solution sale. There's two, three, or four things that you really need to get on the plate uh, for that you know, digital plan to work for that business. It's not just a search campaign. It's just not an SEO campaign. It's not a display campaign. It's, it's a combination of many, many things that get to the expectations that you and the customer are getting to.
0: And when it comes to proving that result for the client, we're, you know, we're always talking about proof of performance. There's always new tools to show proof of performance. It, you know, is it more important today? It is much more important today because you know, there's a lot of
1: competition out there and everyone will say they're the best at it, but you need to really be transparent in what you do of uh, you need to say, you know, the X, Y, and Z, this was from us. And whether that's from Google Analytics, whether that's from dashboard access, um, but you really have to be 100% transparent.
0: Let's talk about your inside sales organization. Can you, can you give us the, the keys to the kingdom and, and take us under the hood and tell us about it?
1: So what I do on a daily basis uh, is I lo- look over the direct sales team. So anything that is direct is considered, you know, it's our direct inside sales team. that's located up in Manchester, New Hampshire. And it's also our field sales consultants out there all over the country. We're tripling the size of our, our inside sales office this year. Uh, currently, right now, we have a training going on. We have five or six individuals in there. It's very much harder to find that inside salesperson because of you have to look for that motivation. We can train on digital. We can train you how to, to speak to how the results page works on, on Google or other search engines. We can show you how the social works. What I need is someone that they can pick up the phone, They can dial, They cannot, you know, You know, feel bad if someone hangs up, says I'm all set, or something like that. But I need someone that comes into the office, has a plan. We train every single morning. That's something that's key up there. Is our sales reps? If you're working for us in the inside sales, you are made to train every single morning for 15 to 20 minutes, and we break that down to three different sessions because we firmly believe on that. You know, a lot of people when I said this a year ago uh, didn't agree with me, but we proved it out in 2017 that there's no difference in contract sales of what you should see from an inside sales team to a field sales team.
0: That's a powerful statement. You're saying that we send a rep out in a car to call on a client or we put them on the phone to call on a client and they're going to bring back the same size order? Yep, just about. We see uh, maybe a $1,500 difference in contract sales from field
1: sales to an inside salesperson.
0: So it, it, it doesn't surprise me because uh, I work inside a sales organization where we extract very large contract values over the phone. But I think that what it points to is that the clients, they're actually used to this type of uh, sales approach. They are and you know just it never changes time is money so they can do it on
1: their schedule We also take in, you know, I don't want to give all the keys to the castle out But we take video into this a lot We utilize video on almost every single call because we can see that person on the other side that they're paying attention to us They're not just doing anything. They know that they're looking in the camera They're looking at the demo that's on the screen and they like the back and forth they know there's a real person That's here speaking to them. Um, and that they really enjoy that and We see our close rate, you know, is, is really seven to ten business days is really our close rate the same as outside sales
0: yeah, I really like the video uh, conference. I remember when we first launched it in our organization, the reps were a little bit reluctant. But you know what it gets you away from is the, the presenting to the, the Polycom or in a headset is like presenting to a Sphinx. You can't really get any feedback or read on, on the prospect on the other end. You don't know if what you're saying is resonating. So video definitely has been a game changer. The other thing that you mentioned was the training um, cadence. And, and is, it, is it training or is at the same time, is it motivation, keeping them motivated if they've had a bad couple of days?
1: Yeah. It's a, it's a, yeah, it's a little bit of both. Uh, we have a morning huddle up in our inside sales office every day where we'll go wins and things like that, which is great. Everyone talks about wins, but we actually talk about non-wins also of, Hey, what, what really brought you down yesterday? What did you say? What could have happened? How could you changed it? You know, we look at every single problem as actually as an opportunity. Um, and a lot of sales organizations don't do that. They problem is a problem, but we actually like problems. We have problems just for us equal opportunity.
0: Yeah, I think that, uh, you know, when I remember going on the road with reps and and where you did the one-on-one where you're in the car and you finished the call and you got back in the car and you beat them up over the things that they did wrong, it's the same thing. You're just doing it in the phone room. Let's talk about um, spiffs. I was with an organization a couple weeks ago in Austin, Texas that said, you know, we spend a ridiculous amount of money on spiffs to get to our targets. How about you folks?
1: Uh, We probably don't do as as many spiffs as you're talking about. Uh, We do them here and there. Um, depending upon if we have a certain objective that we want to hit, maybe for a specific product or something like that. Um, but we'll, we'll do spiffs more around activity, you know, especially if we're still talking about the inside. We'll do more of it around activity and not just simple activity where most places we'll talk about you know, outbound calls or, or talk time. You no, know, We look more of a connected calls and we consider connected calls anything over two minutes. Um, we'll do more kind of things like that for spiffs where we're spiffing the right things um, and not specific, specifically just doing for phone calls or talk time.
0: You know, again, don't have to give me all the keys to the kingdom, but I'm just thinking around technology that you're utilizing Um, when it comes to call recordings. Are you doing any sort of an algorithm against a script where you say, you know, the rep was, you know, we've we've ran across some organizations where they've got a full on algorithm against a script. Um, what, What sort of technology are you utilizing in that group?
1: Yeah, so we do have that. We do have call recordings um, and things like that. where We can take tones and things like that over the phone of what's going on. We do going back to scripting. We do have multiple different, you know, combat cards if you want to call them, uh, different for each kind of vertical you're speaking to and who that person is. Is that person an owner? Is it a marketing person? You know, there's different scripts that you need to have. Uh, so we do re- do record. And we do those for our one-on-ones. We'll go through. Okay, let's listen to what you said. Uh, and they really like it. You know, a lot of people will think that you know, oh, I don't want to hear myself on the phone. We actually, are, you know, our group is a lot different, I think, than other sales teams where they want to go through their phone calls and learn of, you know, oh, I just heard myself say that. I said, um, 10 times. Um, there you go right there. So it really, you know, they really take, take advantage of it and really learn from listening to their, their, their selves on the phone, but then having their sales manager with them and say, oh, you could have, at this point, you should have said this. So they really like it.
0: The other thing I wanted to to dig into one thing I've been learning and talking to sales leaders is how much R and D are you doing in your your leadership team to find those levers that you can turn or find those best practices that other people are using to improve the performance of that group. Are you doing a lot of that?
1: It's a constant thing. Uh, you know, we firmly believe that if you don't train every single day, that you're falling behind. As, you know, we all work in a digital world here that is changing constantly. Also, sales has evolved it's changed. So if you're not changing the way that you train, that you're using the same people that you used to train, you know, 10, 15 years ago that you're consulting out and getting these people, what you need to look at too is, is this the way that things are actually sold these days? A lot of times, you know, in old school selling, they'll say everything is an objection when it's not. It's just a a response to something. So you have to train and you constantly have to keep looking for, okay, how are we going to keep ourselves competitive or that that top dog in the place?
0: So onboarding a new crop of reps, and I think you you used the word cluster. So let's say a new cluster of inside sales reps. You mentioned that you had six of them that were starting right away. Of those six, how many will make it through the training and and will, uh, will perform?
1: You know, so each person is we've gotten a lot better with our hiring of, again, finding that specific profile of the person. So it's gotten better, better of, you know, we're looking at whole, hopefully six or 70 people, 60 or 70 percent of those people are with us, you know, a year from now. Um, we also have changed the way we bring them aboard of, you know, these new people, again, especially on the inside sales. You know, they're not digital savvy. They haven't been selling digital for four or five, 10 years, like the more of a, the, the, the field sales team is. Is that these people you need to really train them and not give them the stress of carrying a goal right out of training so we actually created a almost like a consultant or strategist in training for the first two months where they're calling they're setting appointments for their team lead that that person that's on their team and they'll go with those appointments they'll they'll get spiffed on those setting those appointments that hold not just setting appointments but ones that hold and also the ones that close by their team lead now after 60 days they'll be looked at this they'll start testing themselves on closing their own business so then they graduate at that point so we know we really have changed our method from you know you know a year ago when a new person was brought in right out of training they were given a goal a sales goal and a revenue goal where it really stressed them out uh what we noticed much much better over the past six months of doing this has really put them in the position to succeed
0: and what about when somebody hits a slump? It, it, you throw them back into training? Uh, do they work with them? You know, what is the approach that you're using? Because as we all know in sales, it's not just always up to the right. There, there's always going to be some challenges.
1: Yeah, you know, everything's a law of averages. And it's, again, going back to what they're doing on a day-to-day basis. Our leadership will get with that person. Whether it's a field sales, they're going to go out, and out actually out there and they're going to go for a three-day ride along without them getting back going. We'll also look at the marketing team of what can we do to get this person out of this slump. Uh, so we'll do anything it takes with the inside. You know, we'll jump on their calls with them. We'll get them specific leads, you know, that might be grading higher than others. Uh, so we know that we can get them out of this slump sooner than later.
0: I've been talking to sales leaders about the end of the month. And I'm wondering if we can find some bloody way to get closes earlier. And, you know, is that a challenge for you? I want to I want to understand that. Is there that end of the month rush that you have to, to get business in before the, the books close? Yeah. And, you know, we, we see it, you know, anywhere of, you know,
1: whether it be the end of the month or end of the quarter They do, we do see, you know, 50, 60% of our business come through, you know, that last five or six days. Uh, the key is, is creating that sense of urgency with, your your sales reps again but also you want to be careful about it though because you know a lot of times sales reps will come to you at the end of the month or at the end of the quarter and they really look look for you to discount or things like that where you really have to take a stand and not do that because you're just devaluing the products and services that you're offered so you know our end of the month really it ends at the end of the second week of the month that's where we really say we're closing you know we hold them accountable of you know this is halfway to your goal for the month here it is so that hopefully by the end of the month we're not in that full out rush and end up discounting products
0: and things like that. I think that there is that natural cadence of of monthly pushes. And what I'm, I'm reading into this, and correct me if I'm wrong, by having that accountability session on Thursdays, you're looking for a weekly cadence. No, that's, that's exactly right. So they have their weekly, monthly
1: goals. We're also, our commission, our, our, you know, our comp plan is not just wrapped around sales, but it's also then wrapped around revenue as well. So just because you sell something, that's great. Well, the majority of their compensation plan is, is revenue, it's getting things in and getting it as live as, as possible. So they don't want to wait to the end of the month because then they won't have a chance to get it live during that same billing period. Uh, but we also will do incentives, getting to goal halfway through the month. So we'll put an incentive in place of, you know, Mr. Salesperson, if you can get to goal by the end of that second week, you get extra or Y. Um, so that really pushes them. And then also we'll put in a plan from them for there if they double goal for that, that period as well.
0: Well, I want to get into, uh, you know, I don't know if you've been tanning, but you're getting ready to go to Aruba because it's President's Club. I'm really intrigued by uh, President's Club. I know that um, the uh, one of the sales organizations that subscribe to our group is the For Rent um, sales organization under the leadership of uh, Paige and Terry Slattery and, uh, you know, great group there. And they just got back from their President's Club. I was uh, lamenting because I was watching all the pictures online. They're having a great time. You guys have been doing this for a while now. Is it a really important part of the culture of your organization, the President's Club?
1: No, it you know it really is. You know, sales, it's a competition of everyone wants to be number one. Um, and we we give these badges that they're able to attach to their to, to their signatures and their emails. And it's something they take pride on. When they know that they win, they ask our sales coordinator for that updated version uh, for that thing, that badge to add on to their signature. You know, it's the best of the best. If they want to prove to themselves they're the best of the best, they you know, they basically, you know. Promise their significant other that they're going to get it. And once you go to President's Club, you do not want to miss one.
0: Well, the one thing that I made a mistake of a couple of years ago, we did, uh, we did a trip that we were going to award and everybody had a chance to win the trip if they did enough revenue, but we didn't invite the significant other. And I think that that would be very, very powerful if you had a dinner to launch the thing. Is that the way that you guys do the launch? Well, it's just that you can take, you know, you, we can give you enough
1: motivation to you win the contest. You want to win it. But we also want that person when they go home, they're also motivated by their significant other. Are you hitting goal? Are you hitting goal? Are you bringing it in? Are we going to go to Aruba this year or not? So it works both ways.
0: Uh, It's brilliant. I love it. I was, uh, you know, I was expecting that you would say that. And, uh, you know, I respect the organization that you've built here. Let's talk about, um, you know, when we went for dinner a little over a year ago, you said you were having a lot of fun. Are you still having a lot of fun? If I didn't have fun,
1: I wouldn't be here. Um, You know, a couple of years ago, uh, before I was promoted, I said in front of the entire sales team of, you know, life's too short. Uh, I learned at an early age that life's too short. That if, you know, yes, everyone gets in a slump, they might not like going to work every day, but if that turns into a thing, well, I'm just not going to be here. Um, and everyone that I work for knows that. So if, you know, I love coming to work every day. I look forward to it. Sometimes I can't sleep because I'm excited to get to work. I'm constantly thinking about what I can change to make people more money on the sales side of things and the company bring it to the next level. But yeah, I like coming to work every single day.
0: Well, there's no organization in North America, and I may be able to say in the world, that is growing faster than this news organization and acquisitions. And then on the other side, the Thrive Hive organization. um, Yeah, it just keeps growing. I'm here in the Quincy headquarters. I remember when you guys were only half of one floor and now you're two entire floors, plus a building in downtown Boston, plus a building upstate where you have your inside sales team, plus all these reps spread all across the country. So congratulations on your success. And thanks for joining us on the Conquer Local podcast.
1: Thank you very much, George.
0: Before we dig into the key takeaways from this edition, make sure you're asking your friends and make sure that you are subscribing to the podcast. We really are building this uh, incredible audience and we're getting some great feedback. I appreciate the feedback we've been receiving. The best place to reach out to me is on LinkedIn. It's George Leith, L-E-I-T-H on LinkedIn. Love to add you to my network. It's almost 14,000 members in my LinkedIn profile now, and I read every single comment that is sent my way. And actually, we've booked some great guests in the months to come from that audience. So, Thanks to everybody that's been reaching out. Well, I like to put people on the podcast that are walking the walk and talking the talk. And Greg isn't some guy sitting in an ivory tower. He's on the floor working with the salespeople on a day-to-day basis. And you can see that. The interesting thing, there was one big takeaway before I get to the presence club stuff, because I'm obsessed with this thing. I want to understand it inside and out. But the one big thing that he's talking about, they are now getting the same transactional sale over the phone with a screen share is they're getting with a salesperson face to face and that's how the industry is changing where buyers are just saying yeah I you know I'm used to buying things over the phone I'm used to a screen share and I will spend the top dollars I'm not buying in that you have to be face to face for all purchases nowadays it's because our prospects time is valuable and they really are appreciating the telesales type uh, model where you have the screen share because we're able to articulate the value proposition even over the phone and with the screen share so that was one of the big takeaways from that the second one was this President's Club thing and Greg really talks about how it is one of the drivers it's part of that competitive nature of sales how do you pull it off where's some of the places to do it how do you set the budget so you can run it by the CFO and get their buy-in on it and uh, it really is driving top performance for the Thrive Hive organization and other organizations that I've run across over the past six months or so we are looking for your feedback and we've got some great additions to the Conquer Local podcast planned as we move into Q2 and Q3. Connect with us on LinkedIn and also reach out to us even by email at gleith at vendasta.com. I look forward to your feedback. Good, bad, and ugly. We want to hear it. It's how we make the additions more and more popular and more and more valuable for our sales reps. My name is George Leith. I'll see you when I see you. You've been listening to the Conquer Local podcast with your host, George Leith. Executive Producers are Brendan King and Jeff Tomlin. Audio Engineering, Sound Lounge by T-Bone. Writing by Michelin Gadet. Marketing by Devin Hennig, Michael Gatioen, and Brian Larson. Produced by Joshua Baker.